You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. about people traveling, about people coming back, and all the halachos and the difficulties that started to really arise in a much stronger fashion in the 19th century when there were travelers beginning to, it wasn't just a, 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 you know, a, a, a small event or uh, a, a, a unusual situation where we have a Meshulach from Eretz Yisrael. The idea of people being able to get there Eretz Yisrael, people from Eretz Yisrael coming back here, or coming to Chutzlars, or coming to Europe, became a much more prevalent common thing. And the Avinezer wrote a very important shuva after Yantif. Because even though it's going to be six months or so this issue arises again, we have another young Shani. It is something that I think fascinates people. And that is, and, and, and Yantif brings it to the core, just like it did for me. Because I had, uh, this year, I had my son, who was a Ben Eretz Yisrael now, who's moved to Israel, lives in Yerushalayim. And the question was, of course, how he navigated living staying with us, keeping, so to speak, keeping Yantam Shani, and yet having to fulfill other responsibilities because according to the Psaq HaLocha, the way it seems in Shulchan Aruch, he has to be Makayim, his dinam of Yantif of being a Ben Eretz Yisrael. Parenthetically, I have another son, who can, although he lives here as because he plans on going back and because he's putting away money for a house near Yisrael, he also has been told to keep only one day here. So I have actually two children who keep only one day. And yet they were together with me. And even though I was aware of it, the halachic ideas of what they should do, what they shouldn't do, are, are, are somewhat complex and fascinating. And like I said, if the Avinezer could write a tshuva about it after Yomtev and be Mavarit, so Kivalevich has a right, I think, to also be still interested in this, and especially issues and, and, and questions that came up. I want to share with you the, 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 the question that came up that was new in my mind, and it, my son felt it was a new question, and I ended up... Um, I ended up uh, discovering an answer that was built on my own gut feeling. And here was the question. Other than, is he keeping Yantaf or not? Is he, is he turning on a light in his room? Or, or does he have to keep it pitsina? Does anyone, is he putting on tefillin? Okay, so those questions I'm going to put on the side for now, although they are also interesting. The question, that there, the specific question that came up was, how he should make Abdullah. Now we know this year, my son, who came from Eretz Yisrael, um, had three Yomtev Shanies, so to speak, including Rosh Hashanah, which doesn't count in this case, where Abdullah was made on the second day of the Yomtev, right? So we have, right? So let's put Rosh Hashanah off to the side. Let's just speak about Sukkot. So Twice, Havdola had to be made by the hosts that my son was staying at. And the Havdola that the person made was, of course, the Havdola of, uh, of Yontif. Right? Shop is going into Yontif. So we know with the acronym of Yaknahaz, which was what we did, right? We did Yai and Bar Priyagofen, and of course the Kiddush, which was Asher Bocha Bonamikolon, and we said Chagasukas, or Chagatzerasazeh, and then of course Nair, and that that's another issue uh, about, right? We'll talk, I'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later if we get there. And then of course there is Nair, and then Havdola. So what did, what did we say? What did my son's host say? Hey, that's very similar to a normal Havdola. 
But then it changes. Ben Kedusha Shabbos L'Kedusha Siyom Tev Hivdalto V'sir Mashvi'i Mishesh Tzehamem Maise Kidashto Hmm. That's a little bit what sort of the Havdalah Bracha, isn't it? Havdalah Nusach. Okay, then it ends with Hivdalta V'kidashto Z'amcha Yisrael B'Kedusha Secha that you were Mavdu, you were Kaddishas, right? With your Kedusha. So, Baruch HaToh Hashem, HaMavdil Ben Kodesh, with Kodesh. Now, I felt that my son, although to him, Sunday, Saturday night and Sunday, especially the last one, was a total weekday. The first one was, was Chalamoyed, that Havdol was good enough. His Shabbos slash Yom Tov is over. He needs a Havdolah. That's a good enough Havdolah. That has everything his Havdolah has. So he doesn't have to sneak away and do his own Havdolah. This Havdolah would be enough. That was my feeling. And, um, that, and, and now, technically, of course, um, if the Nusach is not exactly the same, but it captures enough of the Nusach that it should be sufficient. The regular Abdul, of course, is Amabda ben Kodesh Lachol, ben Orvachosh, ben Yisrael Amim, and Yamashri, Wushesh, it's almost exactly the same words. So even though it, the ending is not the same, Amabda ben Kodesh Lachol, but there should be enough there to be out say that he doesn't have to make his own abdol. Now, what's the advantage of that? Well, he doesn't have to sneak away. Because there seems to be this idea and in Shulchan Aruch. And if someone is visiting, and this is what actually the, the Machaber says, that he keeps the dinim of Yantif along with his hosts. That he's not supposed to act like it's a Yom Chol. All right going to sneak out in some room to make Abdullah is sort of like, where, where is he? How come he's not here? Okay, so he could definitely sneak out and make Abdullah and then come back and then sort of be part of the uh, the, the, the crew. But that should be unnecessary. So the kiyam of Abdullah should be enough. Now, he might have to have kavana. My father's making Abdullah to Shab, from Shabbos to, to Yontif. But this should, but I'm actually, it's Shabbos to not Yontif, but it works for me too. And if, and if I, obviously I know what's going on, especially if it's a father and son, I can sort of have him in mind for that as well, even though for me, it's a Havdalah from Shabbos to Yontif. So this was my idea. Um, and I found Baruch Hashem that Rosh Zalman Arabach speaks about this. And I'm going to show you Rosh Zalman Arabach writes. Now, before that, I guess let's talk about another question. Um, and let's take it out of the way it was this year, where it was Saturday and Sunday. Let's go to a, a case of Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday is the first day of Yontif, Wednesday is the second day of Yontif. I have my son from Eretz Yisrael, or any Eretz Yisrael uh, visitor who's staying with us. We, I've said before, the psaq of the Mahabir is that that person needs to keep, at least openly, with everybody around, that person needs to keep two days of Yontif. Why does, maybe that person shouldn't need Havdolah at all. In fact, maybe he shouldn't make Havdolah. Again, here's the case. Tuesday was the first day of, 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 of Yontif. If he'd be in Eretz Yisrael, that would be it. Let's say, for example, a Shruis or even a Chalamoe. So had he been living in Eretz Yisrael, he would make Abdullah Tuesday night. But we know he's not supposed to do Malocha. So maybe he shouldn't even make Abdullah altogether. Because what's the idea of Abdullah? The idea of Abdullah is, okay, now I can do work. Well, he's not supposed to do work. He's supposed to... In other words, how strict is the bond that makes our visitors from Eretz Yisrael keep our halachos. If the bond is really so strong that he's considered going against the rabbis, which is sort of for us too, we all know it's only a, a rabbinical second day, so we are both bound sort of in the same way. 
The same way I can't do malacha that doesn't have to do with ochel nefesh on the second day of Yantif. My son who's visiting me can't either. So what would the purpose of Havdola be? So maybe you shouldn't even make Havdola at all. Now this was actually the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov Emden in his Chuvas. He actually writes that uh, one uh, should, uh, the, the person doesn't have to make Havdola and maybe should not make Havdola. That was the opinion of, of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Now, there is a, um, a uh, uh, that opinion is actually confirmed a bit by Rav Moshe Feinstein. Uh, it, now, so this is a truth from Rav Moshe Feinstein in Chela Gimel of Arachayim. It was a, it, it, it came from 1967. So let's take a look at what the question was. Um, there's someone from Eretz Yisrael that came with his wife uh, for his son's wedding, and he's going to stay uh, till after Pesach. So, Osir l'shamas b'farhesya. And therefore, um, on the second day of Yontif, his wife needs to light a candle. <laughs> right? It's the second day of Pesach. For her, if she'd been in Israel, she would be basically not uh, keeping Yontif. But since she's in her son's house, wherever she's staying, who's and it's the sort of reverse of the way it is with me and my son, but basically the same principle, she should light candles. So again, in, in our case, my son's wife should have lit candles, but without a bracha. And come to the Seder and say the Haggadah. And also make Kiddush. At least, right? Their son should have them in mind. Now, they shouldn't be saying it themselves, but they should sit at the Seder and let the, the son be sort of motzi them. How about matzah? Okay. Matzah they'll eat without a brach was matzah. Moror, a small amount. Nobody knows how much more they're eating. And what about making a brach on the Dawid Kosos? So there they could say they didn't make a brach. Because, you know, is it a hefsick or not? Uh, they're sitting there with a story. Um, so they could basically have someone have them in mind if they are chayev in the bar prayer Obviously, the third cup, they can make bar prayer because they're benching. Um, you should wear it to fill in. Okay. Now, here's the part where Ramosha is not... Let's see what he says. Okay. What do they do on Leo Yontav Sheni? Say Atochan Antonu, Avo Alakos, Lo Tavdilu. Don't make Avdola. Hmm, it's Yontav Sheni. So, again, let's say a special, let's say it was Tuesday and Wednesday. So, Tuesday night, they're supposed to say in their davening, with but no habdol on a coast. Uh oh, had this had we been in Eretz Yisrael, we wouldn't be able to eat, right? Because we make habdola in, 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 in davening, and then we take the cup and we make habdola la coast, and that allows us to eat. Okay, now he's in this case. The father was with his son, who lives in Eretz Yisrael, who lives in in, in 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 New York or wherever it is. And now the question is, he he said atochan antano. The father did, and now can he eat? He didn't make abdal akos. He says here you would be able to eat because since getting a cup would be going against the law. Getting a cup would be going against the law. You don't need that. So, this is, let me explain it a little bit better. Rav Yaakov Emden felt 
there's actually no chiv of Havdalah. You probably don't even have to say Havdalah in your davening. Whereas Rav Moshe felt, you need to say Havdalah in your davening. But if you're going to make Havdalah on Tuesday night, that is like a slap in the face. That's like that's like going against what you're supposed to act like. You're supposed to be a discreet violator. You're supposed to be the person who, and in fact, a discreet unviolator. Maybe in your mind, you're not really, uh, you're an Eretz dicker, but over here, you're the spy. And over here, if you would make Avdola and, and Rabbi First from, from Chicago and others, Rabbi Greenblatt, is a Shalom, Rabbi Ephraim Greenblatt, who asked Rav Moshe about this case, said Rav Moshe meant that you actually don't make Avdola whatsoever. At least not on the cup. So, in that way, Rav Moshe is close to Rabbi Yaakov Emden's approach. Rav Yaakov Emden feels there's no need for Avdola. Rav Moshe says you can make the Havdola in your davening, but you don't make the Havdola late. Alakos. Now, based on this, what Rav Moshe is saying, um, it doesn't necessarily answer our question, which has to do with uh, where I'm making a, a yont of Havdola, can that yont of Havdola work? But at least here you're already seeing that maybe even the necessity for any Havdola is, is up in the air. Um, let's now get to the question that about our case, which was relevant this year. So, so here's the question: Ben Eretz Yisrael, my son of heaven, says Bahavdolus Yak Nachaz. That's me. On. So, Leil Yontav Sheni Shachal B'Motzi Shabbos Ben Iznamnu Yachad Ben Chutzlar to Ben Eretz Yisrael. Likat Chilab, it's best Ein Rishoy Ben Chutzlar to Lahotzi Ben Eretz Yisrael B'Havdolah. So this is not like my gut feeling. Rosh Hashanah seems to feel that it's better if Nehemiah could go and make Havdolah by himself. But let's say, Now that could be a situation where there isn't enough wine, it's in a small place where he can't uh, discreetly go someplace. So the Ben Chutzlaretz can say, So here you see, like I was saying, now, Shlomo now argues against that idea, why you might want to disagree with that. Why? Because that's not the Havdol and Nechemia would have made in Israel. He wouldn't have made Yak Nahaz, but Yak Nahaz is enough. Because no Geya Lechovas Haskaras Havdola Ben Kodesh Lechol, that's enough. Because in the in the middle of Yak Nahaz, it has everything a normal Avdola has. Now, what about the fact that the ending is different? Now, Reforma Zalman is on record, by the way. I couldn't find it here. Reforma Zalman is on record. Let's say on a normal Shabbos, a normal Saturday night, I blow it. And I say, Hamavdo ben Kodesh Kodesh. Reforma Zalman says, I've got to say the Havdola again. The fact that I mention all those good, positive things, that itself is not enough. I need to say the ending that Chazal want me to say. And if I say Kodesh le Kodesh, that's not what I'm supposed to emphasize on a Saturday night. I'm supposed to be en- emphasizing Kodesh le So that is his psak over there. Here, though, he's sort of fine-tuning it, and you'll see how. So, Evsher, the af ha-chasima lo-chshiva shinim matbeya shatipa. So, that chasima, ben kodesh lo-kodesh, for Nehemia, who's supposed to be a kodesh lo-chol, it's possible that that's not considered a wrong ending. Because what is Havdola about? 
We're supposed to recognize that there is an essential difference. And even though it seems to just be a passage of time, and every moment is just like the moment before it, it, it's not true. There's a line of demarcation that's important to recognize and to realize that holiness has now morphed into something else. That, and, and the super holiness of Shabbos is no longer here. Shabbos is not here. I need to know Shabbos is gone. And even though it seems to be just another minute later, it's essentially different. And I've, I, I'm missing that. That's what Havdol needs to make concrete into your mentality. And the way we usually do it is saying, you see what God did? He, this day was holy, this day is, not well, profane is the wrong word, but is, is just regular, it doesn't have that holiness. So, can't you see that? It's kulula b'chasima sabrocha b'koshkein. It's like part of it in the koshkein way. A priori, it's, it, it's like kalvachomer. Why? Because if on a normal Saturday night, I am saying, look at what God does. There's, uh, I'm sorry, on a normal Saturday, I say, God, this has now become a weekday. The holiness is gone. Now it's a weekday. But if I'm praising God and saying that even the, the subtle difference is important between the holiness of Shabbos and the holiness of a Yontif, Clearly, if God can, if, if there's a line of demarcation between Shabbos and Yontif, there's definitely a line of demarcation between Shabbos and Chol, because that's even bigger. So if I'm able to praise God and recognize the subtle difference, it's included in that recognition is a uh, the recognition of the great difference. So even though Nehemiah is hearing from me, the praise of God that he can create a subtle difference between Shabbos and Yontif, it's still resonating within him because, yeah, and I see, a, a, of course, there's a difference between Shabbos and Chol. This is a little halachic trick that Rosham Zalman is, is thinking about. It's part of it, right? Because when I say Kodesh Pekodesh, it includes Kodesh Lachol. It has to. Because if God can separate these two subtle things that look sort of similar, for sure God makes a separation in Kodesh and Chol, and it's implied and understood. So now, it's not like, instead of, I didn't say, Baruch Atah Hashem, uh, you know, uh, Trump with Biden. I didn't say that, right? That's not the Baruch that I made. Even though, you know, there, there's obvious differences between them. No. That would, I wouldn't be Yotze at all. That's not the Nusach of Chachamim. But here, the Nusach is included in a, as a Kosh game. And it's part of the same principle. That's not creating my own new version of David. Then where is it? Ashini Matbe is a problem. Rak Pekahai Gavna, Shemishana Mashmo Sabrocha. The Brocha, the aspect of the Brocha is not the same anymore. Uh, what are you talking about Trump and Biden for? You're supposed to be talking about Kodesh and Chol. The, as, the, the understanding of the bracha, the mashmolus of that bracha, is in Kodesh Lakodesh. And therefore, even if Nehemiah hears that, it's like he's heard Kodesh Lachol, even though that's not what was said. So he says, Mikomakom Nira, the Kivan Shechidashu Benidon Didon, Vaday Odif Diyavdo Ben Eretz Yisro, Atzmo Bitsina. It's still better for Ben Eretz Yisro to actually do Havdolah separate, because this is a Chiddush, but if he can't do it, that would be enough. And I know from Rabbi First and others that Ramosha Feinstein agreed to this as well. And in this case, the case that I just told you, I'm not sure if he would say that he he would say that would be sufficient. That would be sufficient enough for uh, 
for Nehemi to have heard my Abdullah. That's not what he did, by the way. He went and made Abdullah separately. I didn't have the safer in front of me. Even Shlomo Zalman says it's better for him to do what he did. Although, again, I would say if everybody knows where he is, it's sort of like a little bit of an issue of going and doing his thing. The Alter Rebbe um, was a, a, a master of halacha, the first Lubavitcher. He was a powerhouse thinker. And many times you will hear the Lubavitcher saying that they don't necessarily paskin like the Shulchan Aruch Harav, which of course is his safer that it was incomplete, but it, it, it does cover a, a large part of Arachayim and aspects of Yoridea. There is none on Ebene Ezra, but this is what he was trying to do, this, 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 this gigantic work he was trying to do, and it is a masterpiece. But the Lubavitchers and others will tell you that they don't always follow it because it was written for the world in general, the Misnagdim, so to speak. In fact, the very first volume that came out, or the very first section that was eventually part of the, the, the Rav Shner Zalman of Liadi's halachos were the laws of Talmud Torah, which came out uh, printed um, anonymously. Nobody knew who wrote it, and it was an incredible hit because people saw the brilliance that was in it. And I've said many times that had it not been for the Vilna Gon on our side, I think everybody would have recognized that the great mind of the latter part of the 18th century was Roshner Zalman of Liadi. Um, and and he, he towers, really, towers above so many uh, other figures, even in, in the Hasidic world, in terms of his profundity, his depth, and his... That's why he's called the Rav. Now, all that being said, he wanted to and it's unclear whether it was going to be spread to everybody. He redid part of the Shulchan Aruch, the first four Simonim. And it was only, it was, in, it was left in manuscript and then it was printed and it was circulated and it's now printed in most editions, not all the editions, but it's now printed what he was trying to like upgrade and rewrite it. Now, the first Simon in Shulchan Aruch is all about what you do when you wake up in the morning. But it's also about waking up earlier than the morning. It's about waking up way early in the morning and taking care of, of davening to God over the Horban. In the second version, what we call Madura Tinyana, he writes, he talks about chatzos and how crucial that is. And then he says that Chatzos, which is a Zman of Ratzon, midnight, he says it's always the same time. It's always 12 hours after midday. And look what he says here, Bechol Zman Bechol Mokom. Meaning, and this is a, a many people, uh, in fact, this year, a number of Rabbonim turn. Because I actually used this psak when I was in um, in um, Houston, when I was a rav there, the question was about uh, starting slichos. So the Alter Rebbe writes here that everywhere it's always the same time, even whether it's the summer, the winter, it's always going to be midnight. Chatzos is always midnight, even if. It's not really midnight based on where we're living, based on how many, what is the actual midpoint of the night. And he says, and, and, and he says, Obviously, there's a difference if you live in Greenland, if you live in Antarctica, things are going to be different. Uh, as we know, if you live in even Calgary and Edmonton, uh, as, as you get into the late uh, summer even, it, it doesn't become night until uh, very, very late, and, and what's going to chatzos? The sun doesn't even go down until about 10 o'clock or 10.30. Still, chatzos is going to be midnight. Why? 
because ain't bakach We know Kriyat Shema changes. When Shabbos starts, changes. When Yontif changes. That is dependent on every Zman. Hayomim Valelo Shalom. Okay. Here in, in, in Newark, this is when it becomes night. This is when it becomes day. That's when Shabbos is. That's when Kriyashma is. But Chatzos is different. Why is Chatzos different? Because it's an Ace Ratzon Shilamala. Because Chatzos is not about midnight. It's about something happening beyond this planet. It's not about like Shabbos and Yomtev, which is for us to keep. The Kedusha that is involved with us. Somehow getting up at midnight and appealing to God is something that has to do with being in God's realm as much as possible. And therefore, it's it's bigger than Moko. It's bigger than Zaman. Now, it's true. The Kedusha of Shabbos and Kedusha of Yontif does come down to us according to where we live in the proper time. V'zeu gamke natam sheshore Kedusha el Yona That's why it isn't just a takana. We have to keep two days because in the time that they didn't know exactly when Rosh was going to be, there needed to be a two-day Yontif. There is actually a, a higher Kedusha that is in Chutzlaretz on the second day, which isn't present in Eretz Yisrael at that time. The same way our night is different than their night. Oh, what is it in Israel now? Oh, in Israel now it's night. In the same way, the Kedusha here isn't there. However, the Kedusha is here completely. And therefore, he says, if someone is visiting from Israel, Nechem is coming here from Israel, Chayovim Bikedusha Sayon. What? They become part of the Kedusha of, of what? Of Chutzlaretz. Even though they're planning on going back. So he went from Chatzos and said, Chatzos is up there. Kedusha Siontif is down here. And once the Kedusha Siontif is down here, it doesn't change. And even if someone is visiting, he's Chayev. Now, based on this writing of the Alter Rebbe, one of his Talmidim, Sharakai Rabdavavivat, writes that according to this, some, he would have to say Halel on, 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 on Simchas Torah. He couldn't, he, he shouldn't put Tvilin on um, based on the Psak of, of that it's Yantiv. The Kedusha is totally there. He's not uh, a discreet violator, he's actually bound by it. Somehow, Eretz Yisrael, the Kedusha of, 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 of Yom Tevsheni is so strong, it forces the visitors into it, even though, hey, I don't live here anymore. Who cares? You're a part of this Kedusha here. When are you davening Mariv? Uh, I'm davening Mariv like they do in Israel. Are you crazy? Israel, there's no time to daven Mariv. Now it's already morning in Israel. You daven Mariv here. Oh, okay, are you going to start davening Shachris now? Right? You can't. In the same way, a visitor from Israel has to be bound by our times, he's also bound by our Kedusha. That is the Psak of the Alta Rebbe. It worked the other way. It worked the other way. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the last Lubavitcher Rebbe says, yes. And according to this, someone in Israel, let's say I would visit my son Nechemi in Israel, I would also be part of that Kedusha. Right? The halachas about, hey, you got to be machmir based on the way you were. You have, to, you have to, no. You're part of that Kedusha there. I don't care if I'm going back. If I'm in Israel, I only keep one day. Now, the Chacham Tzvi, uh, you know, approximately 100 years before him, maybe a little bit less, 60, 70 years, 80 years before him, um, already paskined that way. But not based on this sort of mystical reason. Another, uh, we also said because 
the halachos in the Sechtas Psachim about accepting the minig of another place don't apply here. And everybody knows this. I run the Chacham Tzvi. Chacham Avadia is a very big fan of it. And he tells many yeshiva Bokham are going to study for their gap year or their year in Israel that they should keep one day. And you could also see it here. Um, what's interesting, of course, is that um, this psak, not just from the Chacham Tzvi, but also based on the ideas of the Alter uh is considered an outlying psak, and most people from the Ashkenazi world reject it. Uh, and, however, uh, if you do a little bit of a search, you'll realize that many of the Rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael, for example, Shmuel Salanta, um, who was the Rav of Yerushalayim, actually agreed with this and felt that visitors who were coming to Israel should keep only one day in that sense. This year I discovered this is taken from the um, shiurim that Rabbi Yosha Ber Salvechik from Boston uh, gave on Masechta Sukkah. Now, the Gemara says Masechta Sukkah, also something that was it's connected to my last shir that I gave here in Shubas HaToskin, which is taking a lulav and esrig on Shabbos. Eventually, as we said a couple weeks ago, they stopped taking Lulav and Esrig everywhere, even in um, Yerushalayim and everywhere, even though they, at the time, before the Horban, they did take Lulav and Esrig on Shabbos. The Gemara says, the reason was, is because everyone should be the same. Because people outside, after the base of Mitish was destroyed, we're definitely not taking the Luvan Esrigan shops. And therefore, we didn't want there to be this discombobulation where there was people doing one thing and other people doing something else. Once the Beis Amikdash was there, okay, so you could say the people in Eretz Yisrael are different. People who are close to Eretz Yisrael are different. Now there's no Beis Amikdash, we need to be all the same. That's what the Gemara essentially says. The Achronim then asks, it's actually... There's a, 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 a hint, actually the Rishon, the Ritva mentions it, the Lecha Mishnah mentions this. Well, if that's true, the same way now, nobody in Israel takes a, a lul of an Esrog on Shabbos, maybe everybody in Israel should keep two days, the same way everybody in Chutzlarts does. Rabbi Yoshev said that one of the reasons why things changed, that people stopped taking Lulav and Esrog on Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael was because people, more people lived outside of Eretz Yisrael after the destruction. There was a huge amount of people, and most of the Jewish people started moving away. Well, in the same way, until recently, most of the Jewish people lived outside of Eretz Yisrael, keeping two days. Maybe for this matter, everybody should keep two days even in Israel. So, uh, that is a question that the Rishonim asked, the Lechemishna asks, Rav Salvechik mentions it as well. And he says the following. He says, Eretz Yisrael, you do not keep a second day yontif if you were a visitor. Why? Because what's the idea of keeping the laws of the place where I came from? The laws are because... I have got to act like the place I was from. I have to keep the minug of where I was coming from. Why? Minug is a din in the gavra, in the person himself. Meaning, I come from a place where we don't, uh, where we don't eat gebrokst or whatever it is, and now I, I happen to be visiting a place where everybody eats gebrokst. Okay, I have to still keep. I'm still live in that place where I don't eat gebrokst, so I'm still going to keep that minug. It's a din on me. But Yantav Shani, it's not about the reason I keep Yantav Shani in Chutzlaritz. It's not because that's the minog of us. That's our minog. It's because there's a Kedusha Sayom here. There is a Kedusha here that's not there. And Eretz Yisrael, the Kedusha somehow is not around. And you can see. One of the reasons is, and Shlomo Zaman Orabach speaks about this as well, is that maybe in Eretz Yisrael, they don't need a second day to be holy. 
we need it, by us, we need it to sort of, it has to unravel. It has to sort of unpack itself over two days. Be that as it may, that place, Eretz Yisrael, does, is, 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 the Kedusha is not there on the second day. The Mokom is Mufka Mechalos Yontem Sheni, as Rav Saldatrik says. The Mokom can't have a Yontem Sheni there. So therefore, how can I start keep it? If I'm, if I'm, like when I was, when I went to Eretz Yisrael, we had a second day Yontem Minyan. Like everybody else was out in the street doing Malacha, and we had to go find a Minyan where hundreds of us who were gap years, we didn't call it gap year then, but we were there, we had our own minion there. According to Rav Salvechik and according to his grandfather, Chaim, doesn't make any sense. Because if someone's an, uh, someone is from Chutzlaretz, the Yisuri Yontem don't apply. Therefore, what are you going to say? Los is go to do. We all have to be the same. It's like a difference between night and day. If there was, we know the times are different. The kedusha is different, and therefore they don't have the kedusha in Israel. It would be ridiculous for them to keep two days. Now the lulav that's different. That's the din in the gavra. That's the din that the lulav. There's a mitzvah to take a lulav. Now it comes from the fact that there's a kedusha in lulav. The kedusha sayom. But there, there's a chiyav on me since I don't know when yontif is. Most of the Jewish people were taking. We're not taking a lulav and esrog on a certain day. So we want everybody to be the same, to be bound by the same restrictions. But to keep Yontem Sheini, that's a total different thing. And therefore, as you can see, we now have an alignment between the Chacham Tzvi, the Salvechik, and um, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the first one, and the last one. That the B'nai Eretz Yisrael, if you visit Israel, you don't have to keep uh, a second day. Because it doesn't, doesn't even apply to you. Now, the same thing would go work the other way as well. That someone visiting here would have to keep two days according to this, no matter what, even if he was planning on going back. And therefore, you know, the, 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 in the question that we go back to with my son's question, uh, he's just like me on this day. He shouldn't be doing any malocha whatsoever. I want to end with, with one cherry of this. Uh, one of the most colorful figures, and I've spoken about him a little bit in our learning here, is uh, Chaim Elazar Shapiro, um, the Munkacher Rebbe. Uh, there is video of him um, uh, from Europe. Uh, he was one of the most strident anti-Zionists, but he was also an incredibly prolific writer, and he's considered one of the men of the Chassidish world, just like the Alter Rebbe himself, who was able to really straddle both worlds of halacha and machshava of thought. And um, he, he produced very important works in halacha, uh, the Chuvas Minchas Halozer. Uh, there's a sefer that was put together of his minhagim called Dark Echayim Bisholom. And I want to read to you some, uh, just a passage here from the Munkatra, um, uh, about the Munkatra and about what he felt. When the Munkatra visited Eretz Yisrael, and uh, he, he was received with a tremendous amount of celebratory um, uh, greetings, that was in, um, in the, I think it was the 1920s, although I'm not sure. I think it was the 1920s or early 30s. And when he got there uh, in Yerushalayim, the people that loved him said, stay with us. Stay here uh, with us and stay with us for Shluis. He says, I can't. Because I have to keep a second day of Yontif. And Yontif Bays is bigger than Yontif Rishon. Because Yontif Bays, he says, is Chochmah which in the spheros is higher than Yantaf Aleph, which is Bina. And if I stay here, I can't get into my Yantaf Sheni because I'm going to have to leave my room and go uh, to the mikvah, let's say, in the morning. When I go to the mikvah on the second day for me, which is Shvulos, what am I going to see? 
I'm going to see the stores are open, Vayad, Koseves, and people are writing, and people are doing Malachas Chol, and I won't be able to stand that. And you see from here that despite the fact that he was well-versed in Kabbalistic ideas, Chaim Elazar Shapiro felt that a visitor like him has to be very strong, and even in Eretz Yisrael, he has the Kedusha of Yom Tavshani with him. And he went even further. He says there are chassidim in Yerushalayim that on Yom Tavshani, because it's Yisru Chag, and because they know most, at this time, most of the Jewish people in the world were keeping Yom Tif, outside of Israel, they wear Shabbos begadim and Yom Tif begadim, and they also don't do Malacha Bifarhesya. That on Isru Chag, they don't do open work, even though the post can say it's all right, it's definitely a weekday, and they should put on tefillin. So the Munkatcher himself felt that Yontav Shani is such a reality that people who live in your Eretz Yisrael should somehow sniff it and be aware of it, that they shouldn't make it turn into a total weekday. And he says, because the way he learned Rashi was that exactly this question, against the, what Rav Salvechik says, that after the Chorban, Eretz Yisrael has to keep two days. And he quotes the Raivad in this way. And he mentions one of the great Hasidic Kabbalists, Yitzhak Isaac of Kamarna says that if Chachme Eretz Yisrael would make Eretz Yisrael two days, that would bring the Geula. And if we could somehow, again, remember the question I told you from the Ritva and the Lechem Mishnah, why don't they keep two days? Kamarna Rebbe said if they would, that would push us to the Geula. If people in Eretz Yisrael would somehow say, let's be like the Bnei Chutzlaretz, Incredible, right? That that would actually be bring the ghoul closer. And therefore, the, the, the Munkatra said, the Jews, I like the Hasidim who, who, who are keeping this, the day after Yantif as if it's something very special. Now, halacha, we don't pass like that. I'm not going to be machadish against the halachos, that they should keep it, but it's still a good minak. And therefore, he says that he remembers when he was in Yerushalayim, there was a number of people that, um, I don't know if he was in Yerushalayim then, but a number of visitors were making a minion on the second day of Shavuos. And a certain Rav came to visit them. And while they were having their Yontif meal, he came in in his weekday clothes and he drove there, Baha'oto, Baha'oito. <laughs> I guess this is a car. Oito. He came with a car, Oito, with Pesach Besam. Right? And he said, Why not? I want to be Machabadu. <laughs> so I came with, with a car. The, 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 uh, the Munkatra says, Don't do that. Because that's like showing that you don't hold up their halachos. And even though you can do it, I'm not going to say you can't, but they are also to do it. Because even though they're in Yerushalayim, there's an Yisr. And how could you come to their house driving this car? And that was wrong for you to do that. Um, so I think what we see over here is, is an incredible uh, sense of, what, of what's happening. This is almost taking the idea of the Kedush of Yom Shani, which is a reality. In other words, here's the point. Lubavitcher Rebbe felt... And so did Rav Salvechik, that Yontem Shani is different than other Minhagim. There's an inherent Kedusha, but it only applies when you're in that place. Eretz Yisrael doesn't have it at all. The Munkatcher went even further, though. He said Yontem Shani is so Kadosh, despite the fact that the Gemaras don't necessarily say this, that it even applies in Eretz Yisrael in a certain sense. And anybody who goes there, who definitely lives in Chutzlar throughout the year, is part of it. And even the Israelis who are there cannot ignore it. 
And when there are people who are operating with it, 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 it exists as a force, and it can't, and it needs to be reckoned with. And everyone shows you how we can actually take a, a principle of an idea and actually come out with the opposite result in that in that case. Now, what does the Munkatra say about a visitor from Israel coming here? I would say for sure he would agree that he would be bound by the strictures, no matter what, of Yontif of Shemi. Um, and but again, this again puts this really, uh, I think, into how this could really re- go even further than you might think. Um, just adding one little point is that for many, although there's this mystical, Kabbalistic, or other uh, halachic rationale, there could also be the idea of we've got to fight the reform who wanted to do away with Yantam Shemi. Right? They wanted to do away right, with it right, completely. Right, right. And they, so therefore, there was like this strengthening of Yantam Shemi to the point that they wanted to put it on a higher level that nobody could mess with that. Right, right, right. Well, that's the thing, right? As soon as you open up the the back of it and start tinkering with it, like it, it opens up trouble, right? Better, better to keep it closed up. <laughs> yeah. So, so whether how these factors are reckoned, I don't know because we have a confluence. On one hand, the same period where traveling was became much more common, and the questions arose was also the same period that people. In Europe, wanted to do away with the Antichrist, right? The same, right, 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 right. right. Conference. Sides, right, right. Both of both are coming into play at the same time, yeah, right? So at the Braunschweig conferences in the eighteen forties, they said Judaism, our youth, our youth can't stand having two days of Yontem, right? It's, it's, right, it, right? It doesn't right. make sense to them to sit at two starim. We have one right. seder and sit at a second seder. Right. So at, and at the same time, people are, are coming from the Haredi world and the firm world, coming from Eretz Yisrael and traveling and moving. So really, it's sort of coalescing, you know, the Pisgah Aloha and the, the, the philosophy. And, and, and there can't be any chinks in the armor. Because right. if, if we're going to start downplaying how significant the second day of Yontif is for the people who are coming, then you have the conservative or the reform movement, others saying, all right, <laughs> you, you see that this guy is here. How come he's not keeping it? Right, right. So I, I think we can't downplay the effect uh, of that. And the Munkacher, of course, was one of the strongest people against any sort of changes. Uh, and I think that, that that might also be a reason why. Again, I don't want to say that they were just doing it for meta-halachic reasons. Right, 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 right. But I, but I think that that played a role in why Yantashani became such a prime issue. It's, it was happening. Right, right. And, and, and the eyes of Texas were upon you, right? The right. eyes of, of the world were upon you in that case. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.